actually oftentimes for designers, if you find that the work you do seems to be like you see it everywhere, everyone is proposing the same thing. Chances are it's not that you are not creative, you know. It might just be that you have set uh, too loose a brief. Welcome to another episode of Stuck in Design. Each week, we pose questions to three founders, Don, Jiayu or Zi, who run award-winning design agency, Stuck. They'll share with us tips and lessons on design, creativity and business. Without further ado, let's get into it. In a scenario where you know you, you as a designer, you get to craft the design brief, then what would you define to be a good design brief? Like, what makes a design brief good? This this question can be answered very either very technically, or almost philosophically, right? Maybe we can. If it's easier, maybe the technical okay. part. From from technical standpoint, a good design brief should give you a good balance of being rather specific but also give you enough wiggle room so that creative surprise can happen. It's going to be a problem if your design brief already tells you what the answer is. Uh, then it's not a brief, it's a design. I don't know what design specification or instruction. Uh, I don't know what is that. I, I don't think that it's likely that you know, any project where you start off with kind of knowing or feeling like you know all the answers in place and this is exactly how it's going to end up like. I don't think any project that starts that way will be a good project just because then you really don't need the process of investigation exploration. And what we are essentially saying is that nothing really new can be discovered from the process that would be more valuable. So I would say a design brief needs to be affording that amount of wiggle room for it to go this way or that way but still kind of solving the same problem. So you can see that the other aspect of it being specific enough is quite important because if things are too broad, like you could do this, you could do that, you know, without it even aiming at a singular issue, chances are that the design effort that is associated with that brief might not dig deep enough in one direction to find things that others don't find. And you might be tending to really touch the surface only. The problem with touching the surface only is that when designers operate this way, right, they tend to gravitate to just the things that they have seen before or what the world has done commonly. And therefore, you get very cliche answers. Actually, oftentimes for designers, if you find that the work you do seems to be like you see it everywhere, everyone is proposing the same thing. Chances are it's not that you are not creative, you know. It might just be that you have set too loose a brief, uh, too open such that you are touching only the surface right? instead of digging deep in an area. So yeah, technically speaking, right, the, the brief uh, in short has to have enough specificity about it and then also enough wiggle room, right, such that it doesn't look like the brief defines the design already. That's overall. You also, just now you also mentioned when you were kind of describing a good design brief that you also had philosophical uh, answers to mm -hmm. what makes a good design brief. So would you like to share? I think it's less about whether there is a certain philosophical point of view that causes a brief to be good or bad. It's more about whether the brief in the first place even considers things from beyond a pure functional standpoint or pure commercial standpoint. Does it consider enough what this project means for people in a small scale, humanity in a larger scale, or even what does it mean for the future? I think many times projects and briefs may be very tactical. Tactical meaning that they would kind of like act on the present and do a shift to have a quick gain and sometimes misses out on the question on whether firstly should a project like this ever be done does what does this uh, you know 
say about people and where we are headed. To give an example, if we were to try to say design an object to allow parent and child to interact better with each other and say it was a digital device, on the surface this might sound like a great goal because you're promoting human connection, right? But of course, exactly how it is done can vary so much and I think a designer at the brief stage may want to ask questions like should an object ever come in between two persons? Should we ever need a digital device to facilitate parent-child relationship? By designing this, are we actually saying that like this is better than actually cultivating the relationship in person? So design briefs may have to ask questions like that and of course it runs the risk of then negating the need for the project altogether. But I don't think that always ends up negating the project. Sometimes it opens up a new perspective to sharpen the positioning of the solution because when you ask such questions maybe a, pr a product that is between two persons to facilitate communication becomes rethought of as a product that instead of facilitating or enabling it it's more playing a support role. If an in-person com communication or relationship development happens well between a parent and child, for example, then an object that comes to amplify that thing and support it may be a plausibly sound proposition than something that comes and tries to be that, that bridge. So sometimes design briefs, uh, if we don't ask such questions or whether people really should or should not have this, it might be slightly myopic. So yeah. Uh, the, the thing to answer the question of that philosophical element or not, right? It's more about whether the question asked is more encompassing than just the tactical needs. Thanks for joining us today on Stuck in Design. See you next week for more tips on design, creativity, and business. <laughs>